Hi and welcome to my podcast. My name is Ali Hart and it's so great to have you here. I am fully back in the swing of podcasting right before I head to the States. But today what I want to talk to you about is the joys of self-belief. Let's get started. I already know you're about to draw this big picture from your mind. It's going to be a lifeline. You're going to draw a big picture from your mind. Your big, big mind. Your big, big mind. Yeah, it is great. If you've come to my podcast via iTunes, it is lovely to have you here. If you are here because you've been on my website, alihart.com, um, again, welcome. I am an artist, a writer, and an educator. And I think whenever you are a creative, you, um, you're, you're building your career. This is what this podcast is about. This is about how to build a creative business in a noisy world. And when you are at the start of all of that, or maybe you're in the middle of that, you can look forward and you can see that you will change. Um, you can look back and you will see how you have changed. We live under this umbrella of um, creativity. So I think you um, can fall into, you, like I'm an artist essentially, I'm an Irish painter, I always go by the name of, but um, my business falls into these categories of writing for various magazines on and offline and just on my own blog, which is a really good way. And I would recommend that you do the same. Blogging is not dead, um, that you're able to put into words your voice, if you feel comfortable, your um, storytelling, and just a little bit uh, that comes from the heart for me. It's an extension of my creativity to be able to write in this creative way. I had a workshop a year, last year, and it was absolutely beautiful getting to go to, um, I was at a scholarship where I got to write for three days. And that feeds into my painting just automatically. So you'll find the same, even if you put a little bit of blurb. I was speaking to another artist recently who was asking for my advice about social media and how I've managed to to build a following and to, to build an audience there. An audience which I would say is deeper than wider. I think that people uh, look at the numbers and think that, oh, they have X amount of followers. But if you don't have engagement, if you don't make sales, then I'm sorry, but your social media game needs to change. So um, I was telling her how um, even if you're not comfortable writing like a blog or having this uh, area where you're sharing more than a couple of hundred words, then use your little bit underneath your um, social media tags and social media handles to write a little bit about you and then when you post just even make something into a story like tell your audience why you use red over um, neon pink or tell them why you use wool from in Ireland or in Canada or in France wherever it is that you're situated wherever you use local products from tell us a little bit about that as your audience we want to know and I've said it many times before on this podcast that people buy from people. So yes, your the imagery that you put out and the product which you make is obviously incredibly important. But people want to know about you now we're in this beautiful part in selling 
in business where um, it's personalized and, you know, right, like if you even go right to the top uh, and let's consider Apple as up there as one of the top ones, you know, we want to know the story about how it started off in a garage and um, that, you know, the people that work for them are, you know, they have, there's certain rules and there's certain customs. You know, we want to know about all of that because we want to know what we're buying into. So do use that to be yourself. And that is a great way to lead me to talk about how to have confidence in your own ability and the joys of self-belief. If you have browsed my website, you will see, I think with Jeepers, we've maybe over 120 prints on there now, prints and originals. Um, as I said in the last podcast, the originals are really taking a hit at the minute. I'm looking down at a little pile here, which it feels so exciting to get those up onto my website shop. They sort of, we're just going up gradually. Before I head away to the States next week, we're trying to get everything photographed so that when I'm away, I can do a lot of the digital work alongside my PA who will be back here in Ireland. But self-belief, you will find on my website in the shop, there is a little bundle which is called self-acceptance and my ways to learn to accept yourself because no matter what I do, what I paint, what my hand scribbles, I have a deep love of fitness and well-being and people knowing themselves and loving themselves from their brain to their bones. I'd actually met um, one of the judges from the Lions, oh, Dragon's Den. I should know that because at the minute my three-year-old is obsessed with dragons and his behaviour has been dreadful recently. I do not say that like uh, lightly. He really has been uh, pretty badly behaved in a nursery and at home so obviously he's a toddler and he's just exploring uh, the ways and the boundaries but he loves dragons at the minute so I should have remembered that but anyway I was on a at an event with one of the judges and she was like if I say to you right here and right now what it is you do and it was really good for me to be put on the spot but I cannot escape that idea of someone loving themselves from their brain to their bones it is part of me it is the people that I work with yes you definitely have a percentage of people that want an image want it made this way but they will have come from a place where they've got to know me through online and offline maybe through events that I've run maybe through my workshops maybe through the online course which is pretty much now launched um we've just done a bit of a soft launch at the minute because I'm not entirely ready and, um, well, it is ready. All the stuff's ready, but I don't know if I'm ready for all the questions and everything. So people will know that everything I do and say, hopefully, it's very evident that, that comes from a place of self-acceptance and wanting people to know their own voice and love themselves from the inside out. Um, especially as creatives, I think that's important and that is the message I want to share today. As I look around, I'm looking at different paintings that I have and the people that have purchased them and have yet to collect them, a few people that are in different countries. And those paintings and commissions that I've done are not just, you know, a wedding gift because X, Y, Z. They are a painting that someone has commissioned me and one of them I'm looking at right now and someone's partner bought it for them because they wanted to be able to give it to them to brighten the dark days um, because like we all have dark days and I don't 
care what people put on social media, like about their perfect house. I don't get to see a lot of this as much anymore because I'm very much my business um, online. So I don't really browse the, the, the smaller, like the personal accounts. But I do not care what anybody says. No one's life is perfect. And anybody that says that it is, anybody that says that they always love themselves and that they're amazing and that they're doing really, really well, is probably not telling the truth. So it's really, if we, if I can make art that makes people happier on the dark days, then that's great. But for now, you as a creative, I want you to know a few of the ways that you will benefit whenever you do believe in yourself and whenever you do accept yourself for as, as you as you are. Actually, as I talk right now, I think of today when I was leaving my three boys to school, well, the little one, he was going to nursery. I was saying to the big boys, because last night I was thinking, they're going away. I'm not going to see them for two and a half weeks. My heart is already, oh, well, my physical heart is actually, I had some bad news. I don't know if I told about, told you about that, but from my cardiologist a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, physically my heart is struggling, but um, emotionally my heart is already pining for my boys, even though they haven't left. And even though when they're in my house, they drive me nuts. But um, I was saying to them this morning that they are enough. And they kind of look at me because I was driving the car and I'm looking in the wing where, or in the, the center mirror in the middle of the car and I'm saying like lads you know even though like we're telling you that we want you to do things and just try your best you know that you're enough you're clever enough you've got brains as you are like trying to just give them this spiel and they're like yeah mom yeah and I was like you don't need to be anybody else only yourself you don't need to be trying to beat everybody around you I just want you to be yourself so they humored me for that but it probably is not um entirely a coincidence that I'm talking about this now for you. So Dr. Zeus says it himself, there is no one alive who is your than you. And what a true line. In my self-acceptance bundle, that is one of the things that I quote. And that really does stem from my own struggles with self-belief. Um, it goes right back to being bullied in school. Um, I probably mentioned before as well, my dad died when I was seven. Um, I have virtually no memories of him. If you've gone through grief or if you didn't have um, uh, a parent there or both parents, like you will know that you start to just grapple onto anything that people tell you about the person that's not in your life anymore. So that is not, I don't have great memories of him, but I have very strong memories and emotions and can get very upset if I let myself go back to that victim place but of being bullied after dad died and again now I know children and I know that they don't mean it and that it's often from a place of their own uh, sadness and trying to find their way in the world but yeah we were called I suppose I need to put an expletive thing in this if I use the word bastard, but like I was called that, which is really weird. And, you know, people would say how great it was that their dad could plait their hair, but my dad wasn't there, which is so ridiculous. And thankfully I'm able to laugh about it now. But yeah, just things happened at birthday parties. I was excluded. Um, or, you know, even right down to my mom. That makes me more sad than me. Uh, my mom was on her own and we lived in the country. And, you know, 
there weren't many people about really it's not like the town here where my kids can go out and play in the street with a load of people but you know I get more angry looking back and thinking of how um people didn't accept her and her new role as a widow um she, she was excluded from a lot of things which meant that I was excluded from a lot of things it just anyway it could we could go down a rabbit hole but I think those days of um it's interesting because because I work visually very much sunshine days in my primary school there was only 36 people in my primary school um they were there was sunshine there was the the pool that we stood swing around and we sang you know um yellow submarine in but there were also days when it was just quite lonely and yeah I'm probably not going to talk about that too much more because I'm going to cry. But, yeah, I would say uh, times like that are what can feed into your own brain where you wrestle with your own self-worth. So, particularly creatives. My husband is not, I wouldn't say he's a creative, but he he is on the hockey pitch, um, field hockey, for anyone in the States. But, um he doesn't uh he doesn't feel things on the same like kind of uh highs and lows level that I do and um I know that certainly us on the creative spectrum we tend to be like that but I envy the way that he can just brush things off maybe that's a male thing as well I see it with my boys although the middle boy is definitely more um self-deprecating and uh, can get into a real spiral of like self-hatred very quickly and I don't know where like these words come from I don't know whether they, it's on television or I don't know is Harry Potter too deep but um, you can yeah you can be shaped quite early on in your own head by the experiences that that happen to you and how you deal with them at the time. I guess at the time I was pretty resilient. Um, I also didn't really grieve dad until, oh, I, jeepers, probably not, probably when I was 28 and I saw a counselor for the first time. Gosh, you're getting it all today. But um, yeah, they probably dealing with my own grief, dealing with just like being normal and my life was normal and I'm no different from you and you can say that, but I'm st- still the same. Um, until I met people who also had lost their parents or had uh, parents who had died very tragically, I became friends with them, maybe because my mum did, and three different organisations. It was really then that I started to be like, wait a minute, I'm not that different. Um, And I can still be okay, I can still thrive. Um, And then I think once you become, you realise what you're good at, so you can really start to push forward with that and that becomes your your identity um which then gives you self-worth and I suppose I don't even like to admit it but that uh, people pleasing side of what I do I don't know whether that again stems from uh basically having one parent growing up you know like trying to keep uh, that one person happy, you know, because I can see it in our house. The boys can, they can easily get win one of us over, but not the other. So I guess when there's only one parent there, you have to win them over. You learn tactics. But uh, so that's good in some ways. It's certainly good in business um, when you know how to talk to people and how to say the right things. But I guess it can then start to change you and what you project as a person. 
and you lose this notion of belief in what exactly it is that you're doing and you can put out in the world and you're shaped by your experiences, yes, but that doesn't mean that you have to hate yourself or um, say bad things to yourself. And then if we fast forward whenever I had babies, um, physically my body changed. Um, I remember like where I fitted my bra, like it was even bigger and I was only 25, 26, so young. Um, so yeah, then that the physical changes of that and then going through um, miscarriage, which the boys like, I, so when I spoke about self-worth to them today, they they brought up about the baby that had, like, we wouldn't even talk about that that much, but I, it's a sort of line my husband would say, you know, we wouldn't know you to the second boy. He always says, you know, you wouldn't be here if the little baby had survived. So I was nearly 14 weeks um, when I lost the second uh, baby, the, the second pregnancy. And that was in between my firstborn and my secondborn. So the boys brought that up today. But going through that and going through um, the little, the DNC to have the baby removed and then the grief of that, but even though you never really had it, all of that, I would say, is what has taken me on the journey of self-acceptance, of knowing that it wasn't my fault, that the little heartbeat stopped because that was the boys were saying like, what did, what, how did you know the baby had died? And it was all very... This, it only takes us five minutes to drive to school. So a lot was discussed in this short space of time. But um, that idea of knowing me and the journey that I've come through makes me me and the mistakes that I've made uh, have got me to where I am. The successes that I've had have brought me to where I am. Um, but I have to constantly remind myself every day with every painting when I feel like I'm feeling, with every um, sale that I think I'm not going to get, with every marketing email that someone unsubscribes from, I have to remind myself that I am on a journey and I can give up the ghosts of the past to have a really exciting future. And I would say the same to you. It's not always easy. There are things, there's ways to do it and that's what I have in the little self-acceptance bundle um, I have a breakdown of different ways that you can do it. And also because I was saying at the start about fitness and well-being, I do believe that movement will feed your notion of self-acceptance. And I don't mean moving a paintbrush or sitting at a sewing machine, moving material left to right. I mean physically getting outside, physically going to a space, moving in the water, getting outside in nature, being, you know, walking your dog, something that stimulates endorphins will feed the joy of self-belief and will get you, you just get to know yourself. At the minute when I do any open water swimming, so since that cardiology appointment, I've been kind of trying to deal with, ugh, tell you, this is, it's like a therapy session. Um, I am trying to deal with the notion that I will never, ever do triathlons because of the leaking valve in my heart. Uh, we have to go through a lot of new tests, but this all came as a shock to me. I thought it was just like a routine appointment. They found this leaking valve when I was seven. No, sorry. No, my dad died when I was seven. I get the stats mixed up. They found it six years ago, nearly seven years ago now, when I had pneumonia. Um, and my dad died of cardiomyopathy, which is a form of heart disease. So... We always thought that wasn't related, but it looks like my my um, leaking valve probably is related to that. So I've been trying to deal with this idea that I 
I don't get to do these triathlons. So for seven months, I've been training for a half Ironman, which I will not be doing. So obviously there's the expense that I stupidly paid to take part in that, but hopefully someone will take my place. Um, But then there's also the training, which should become part of my life. Now, I do think things happen for a reason. And I was up to 12 hours of training a week, which is a, it's quite a lot of cardio. So that involves swimming, running and cycling. And I adore the cycling, the swimming. I hate because it's open water. No, I hated. So two days before I saw the cardiologist, I was in the water and I had like the most lovely turnaround in my thinking because in open water, you get to know yourself pretty well. Um, you're with your own thoughts. You're in a huge lake or the ocean. Um, you're pretty vulnerable and you have only yourself to get from A to B. And that became really apparent to me. But you get, to, man, you you get to know your head pretty well and how you're going to cope with it. Um, and then if you go to last week I was in the open water at six in the morning with one of the guys that I know he's doing he did an Ironman at the weekend and he we were only doing a thousand meters so not as long as I would normally do or he would normally do but he just needed to like dip in the water and even though I don't have a race I'm looking at my race license uh, card which is sitting right in front of me never going to be used but um uh, even though I'm not racing for anything and there was no need for me to be in the water, this is what I'm still kind of doing. I'm dipping in and out of these sessions of training, obviously not 12 hours a week, and I'm wearing my heart monitor. But I believe that they feed my mental well-being, even though that morning, last week, when I was in with um, the guy Michael swimming the 1,000 metres in the water at 6am, I had two or three panic attacks um like properly thought I couldn't breathe no they last they go they go away and then once I'm about 600 meters in I can then go for days but I always find that first bit is really difficult then I got out and it was like a Thursday morning honestly I was on a high on a high from breakfast until the rest of the day and my workflow was better like my headspace was better. The fact that I dealt with those fears and kept swimming was feeding me. So I do believe that whether you're as extreme as I am in terms of that real rush of adrenaline, which doesn't happen during it, it comes afterwards. Um, but when I'm on the bike, I kind of get it when I'm there. I love the bike. Running, I'm not so happy with, and my leg is pretty sore at the minute. But, um, oh, I did run, actually, a park run. I came sixth female out of 300 people I was pretty happy with that which I never went anything like that or get that placed before but those feelings that you get when you're out when you're using your body when you're moving forward when you're breathing in the air when you're making your heart pump faster and stronger that will help you get to know yourself and you will know yourself from your brain because you're dealing with that with the mental physicality of it all um and you will get to know yourself really well and you will get to just know your talents. I just think movement helps in everything that you do. And even it's like practice, you know. So the other thing I want to say to you is 
keep practicing at what you do. Whatever you're good at, keep putting that out in the world because that will get you to know yourself, to get to know your talents, to get to know your strengths. So when the weaknesses try to pull you down, when the ghosts, when the bad voice, the little tiny voice inside, um, when your biggest critic, maybe it was a parent, maybe it was a big brother, maybe it was a friend in school who was actually a bit of a bully deep down, maybe it's just yourself in another form, but tiny, tiny inside your ear, when they come along and they niggle at you, if you're in tune with your strengths and you have got to know them and you're being true to yourself in that you're doing exactly what it is that you want to do and not pleasing others, then you're going to feel the joys of self-belief and you're going to strive. And because of that, you get to grow and you get to grow into yourself. So rather than going back and living in the past and letting the past pull you like a suction back, you get to grow and push forward. And for me, that's very exciting on a personal level. For me to think that you can do the same, that's extremely exciting. If you're in my creative group on Facebook, Ali's Creatives, please share the notion of self-acceptance and how you're dealing with that. Please do let us know so that, let me know so that I can like root you from the sidelines. I am there. I am shouting, go for it own your space, be yourself, forgive yourself for things that you that pull you back and let you down. We all, we all cock up like we do, but they are also what shapes you. Like my sons both were beaten in their games on Saturday and I hated watching that as a parent, but a friend of ours, I just finished a master's in like sports psychology or something of that ilk and he was saying like it's good for them it's good for them to lose and it is it, it like of course it is when you you learn more from losses you learn from things that you mess up um and but the things that you learn from that you should put into your strength for the next time because you're only going to get stronger okay I will leave you there. I want you to know your self-belief. I want to give self-belief. I want you to know yourself from your brain to your bones and to love yourself from your brain to your bones. And I know this might, you might think, what has this got to do with building a creative business? Well, this has got to do with you because you can't build a business if you haven't got yourself in the right frame of mind. Um, and I always talk about this little triangle that I have where it's you, the business and the world. If those aren't all in line, then you can't strive. So you got to get your head right first. But good luck with it. Share in any comments below about it. And if you want to drop a little rating, it is so easy to do. You just hit the little stars, especially on the Apple podcast. Jeepers, I'm like a advertising Apple today. Don't really mean to do that. But it's very easy and you can write a little review um, and let me know any other topics you would like. I'm going to just keep firing these out for you at the minute until I get everybody lined up in our booking system for my interviews, which I can't wait. And I know you've been waiting for Okay, you can check out any prints that I have in my online courses where there's a free one there all about tonal value. Um, if you're a painter, it is very important that you know about tonal value and I cannot wait to make lots of videos of that with my travels um, using different paintings and different shades. And then there's a color wheel one and we paint a little flamingo. And then there's a tonal value one where I teach you how to do a still life of these lemons and it is beautiful. So go check those out and also my other prints, especially if you're, well, we ship, we ship worldwide. So there are many prints that make beautiful gifts. And yeah, have a great week, whatever you're at. And I will see you on the other side. Thanks for listening.